This is The Adam Ritz Show, a public affairs talk show touching on community, health, foundations, and more. The Adam Ritz Show is underwritten by Vibonomics, an audio out-of-home advertising marketplace and audio experience company. Info at Vibonomics.com. And now, from the Vibonomics studios, please welcome your public affairs radio host, Adam Ritz. Welcome to the show. My name is Adam Ritz. Jay Baker on the phone with me as always. Jay, glad you're here. How you doing? Hey, I am doing great. We're into a brand new year and uh, so far so good. With the final show of January, we always say it, uh, the time just keeps flying. It goes so fast. I can't believe uh, we're one twelfth of the way done with 2023. Have you written 2022 on any of your checks? <laughs> uh, no, not yet, but it is funny how that usually takes about a week to sort of cement in. It, it really does. Uh, I'm sure, you know, I remember an old Seinfeld episode where Elaine said like in May or June that she just got Happy New Year'd. And, uh, you know, how late do you go when you say Happy New Year to people? What's the latest you've ever gone writing the previous year on your check? And that's happened to me on December 20th. <laughs> you know, I, sometimes your mind just doesn't work. And it's here you are like like a week away from the follow from a new number. And you write the old number that you haven't written in 11 and a half months. So. Sometimes uh, the brain just doesn't work. All right, so here, here's why my brain's not working. I just got back from some travel. Uh, I went down, as they say, and saw the mouse. Uh, and I know you went to uh, Disney World within the last three, four months, didn't you? Yes, I did. It was enjoyable. I hadn't been there for quite a while. It's a great place to go, adults only. Uh, my fiance and I, uh, Melissa, go all the time. And uh, without kids, this time we we did take my daughters, although they are fully grown adults. Uh, and we stayed. This is my first topic of the day. We stayed at the most amazing resort for veterans. It's called Shades of Green. Have you heard of Shades of Green? I have not. It is. Uh, it's a Disney resort on property. It's just uh, next to. The Polynesian Resort, which is uh, on that huge lake uh, right in front of Magic Kingdom. Mm -hmm. And if you've been there and you know what we're talking about, you can picture it in your head. You've got the Magic Kingdom, and then you've got this lake with uh, the Grand Floridian, the Polynesian, and the Contemporary Resort right on that lake. So it it is just on the other side of the uh, Polynesian. And it's for veterans only. My father is a, a disabled veteran, and he had heard about this place 10 years ago or so. And he's he always said to me, hey, next time you go to Disney, let me know. We could stay at Shades of Green. And, you know, I'm not saying I poo-pooed the idea, but I was like, I just had it in my head that, you know, it was a military base or, I, you know, I didn't know what it was. Sure. And... So this year, uh, my mom brought it up and was like, hey, why don't you uh, meet us at Shades of Green? We're going to do a weekend there. And it, 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 it ballooned from there. I, it was M- Melissa and me, my daughters got off work. Uh, my sister even went and brother-in-law. So there were eight of us there. We got three rooms. You have to be a veteran to stay there. And uh, of course, my father is a veteran. And uh, depending on, I guess, the value of your of your service, that's the rate you get. So we got a pretty, uh, I guess, decent rate because he is a, a disabled veteran. 
I'm sure if you were, you know, a, a former general, you could get a better room or a better rate. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sure, <laughs> uh, yeah, a general, a general, a, c- a colonel, a lieutenant, something like that. Um, but you have, but he couldn't get the room for me, and, and you know, and me not go without him. He has to be there at check in. It is for veterans only. And I'm bringing this up on this public affairs show because since I've stayed there, I've just been. Uh, it was awesome. I mean, it was a wonderful resort. It was. If you've been to Disney and if you're like, look, I like it, but I just don't need every square inch of my hotel to have a mouse on it. Th- this is. Um, there was one mouse in the lobby, and that's pretty much it. You don't see the mouse again. So, uh, it's right next to Magic Kingdom, and it's not so darn mousy. If you if you get my drift. Oh sure, um, yeah. But the hotels it's next to are eight and nine hundred dollar a night resorts. I know that if you haven't been to Disney in a while, you're like, "What? Who would pay that?" I don't know who they are. Um, I haven't stayed there, but if you're going to go to the Grand Floridian or Polynesian in Walt Disney World, the, the cheap rooms facing the parking lot are five and six hundred bucks a night. Yeah. So you gotta you gotta carry a big wallet. Yeah, and I and I'm telling you, there there's Good on them. There's some people with successful lives because those hotels are full every time I've gone. I walk over there just to use the restaurants and uh, maybe sneak into their pool, <laughs> but I can't stay there. <laughs> so um, the Shades of Green was like, I don't know, just ballpark it. It's 150 bucks a night and oh, it, good. for veterans only. Now, here's the backstory, and I'll be about 82% right on this. This was a, a golf course. The Magnolia Golf Course uh, of Walt Disney World built a uh, an adjacent hotel that was purchased um, and or leased by the Department of Defense to become uh, a vacation spot for veterans. And this was about 30 years ago that they did this. And uh, the website, again, I bring this up for veterans that are listening to this that didn't know this place existed. Um, because since I've stayed there this past last weekend, I've talked to several veterans that didn't even know it was there. If you have small kids and want to treat them to a Disney uh, vacation and don't want to spend, you know, three or four grand just on the hotel, which is what they'll get out of you at a, at a Disney resort, you can save a ton of money by getting a room at the Shades of Green Resort. It's so simple. Shadesofgreen.org is their website. Um, if you have a family member that was in the uh, military or served, uh, like I did, like my father, and you didn't know about this, you know, text your dad. Have him meet you there and check you in. You will enjoy it. They will enjoy it. And you'll save a lot of money. And it, it also goes to support veteran causes. There's a lot of charities involved with the resort. Uh, Jay, I'll be honest with you. I, I even emailed them last night to see if they have a golf outing that we can become a part of. Maybe make this an annual trip where we, you know, broadcast live, so to speak, at Shades of Green for some sort of annual event to promote their causes in the military and veteran affairs. Because uh, we support our veterans, man. We love them, and we're so glad uh, uh, and blessed that we have you in our lives. And uh, I hope that if you didn't know about this place and you just heard about it now, you check it out. Shadesofgreen.org is their website. All right. So uh, what's happening in, uh, in your world, Jay? Well, you know, I'm getting uh, pretty excited. We're getting close to selecting the final two teams for this year's Super Bowl. So as we go to press, it'll be four teams vying for those two slots. 
and the NFL uh, playoffs have been pretty exciting this year. They have been, and I, I missed all the games uh, last weekend because I was at Shades of Green, <laughs> enjoying yeah. the resort and enjoying Disney World. Uh, so we have the Eagles and the 49ers. Right. And then uh, the Bengals and the Chiefs. Bengals and the Chiefs, yeah. And I think that, uh, you know, you can get behind any of those teams. You know, those aren't the teams, uh, you know, we always – uh, love to poke fun a little bit at the Dallas Cowboys because they build themselves as America's team, yet they're polarizing America's team, as you know. Yeah. So I think you could get behind any one of these teams, and you know, there's going to be a lot of great stories. But uh, uh, I, I thought the whole Super Bowl thing has become so interesting, and what a huge institution it, it has become. And I had a close friend say, well, I was 90% sure that the Super Bowl is always the first uh, Sunday in February. Uh, And I guess it sort of falls near that. But this year's Super Bowl will be February 12th, which is the second Sunday. So if you'd been told that, uh, look for it on on February 12th. And, you know, growing up, I always remember it at the end of January. It used to be the yes. week after the, the conference championships. Now there's a two-week uh, window between those games. And, yeah, it's in early February now. It has actually made my life more difficult because February 12th is uh, it's so close to February 14th. And I know a lot of uh, men listening to this program can identify and relate to the fact that you've got to – somehow make Valentine's Day plans while you're uh, making your Super Bowl party plans as well. So last year it was on the Super Bowl was February 13th, I think is how the dates work. So I'm telling you, one of these years, the Super Super Bowl, well, in in six more years, if my math's right, maybe five more years, it'll be, uh, wait, okay, my math is, is certainly not my strong suit, but won't, won't that mean the, the Super Bowl will fall on the 14th at some point? At some point, it will fall on the 14th. But then you just say, honey, I know how much you love football. And so we're combining uh, our Valentine's Day into Super Bowl Sunday. And I just say, see if she'll buy it. (laughs) See if she'll buy it. Here's the public service announcement is for Valentine's this year, I got you an all-day pass to a spa and uh, a Manny Petty spa experience that will take eight hours, and it just so happens to coincide with Super Bowl Sunday. Well, you know how it is, and then I've I've always felt like, as you know, as a guy, we're such cavemen. <laughs> we tend to get invited to a Super Bowl party, and they'll always say, "Oh, you can bring your spouse or your girlfriend." Uh, and you and I know that sounds good, but then when you get around your caveman buddies, you may or may not want your significant other to see how you are when your hair is down. So I'll just leave that that as well. Yeah. (laughs) But at any rate, uh, it's going to be in beautiful Glendale, Arizona this year. Well, we'll I think that's the fourth time it's been there. Fourth time. Let's do a little uh, research uh, and have some sort of a Super Bowl philanthropy uh, update for the next couple of shows. Uh, I'm sure there'll be uh, a lot of great causes. When people get together for something fun, uh, there's usually some sort of foundation or benefit involved with it. 
Uh, and I'm sure maybe even in the city of Glendale, uh, Arizona, they'll uh, they'll have a lot of uh, charitable events. We'll uh, do some research and report on those in the near future. Since we're talking NFL, I thought I'd hit on a topic we talked about last week with our special guest, Rick DeMulling, uh, who took your spot. Uh, I apologize, Jay. I know you were heartbroken that you weren't on an episode of The Adam Rich Show, but uh, we had uh, a great guest. His name's Rick DeMulling, former NFL player, current NFL Alumni Association president, and at his chapter, they're putting on a poker tournament on February 18th. All that information is uh, on our website, adamritzshow.com, if you're interested on uh, joining a poker tournament and possibly winning uh, a spot at the World Series of Poker in Las Vegas. That's pretty cool stuff. So, again, thanks to Rick and the uh, NFL Alumni Association for all of their hard work and all the benefits and charities and foundations they support as well. You know, one of the uh, NFL philanthropy projects, you probably have heard of this, the Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year Award, Yes, which will be given away Super Bowl weekend. And Nationwide Insurance is the corporate sponsor for this. And their uh, nominee this year is Patrick Mahomes, uh, and they will be giving $1.5 million to Patrick Mahomes' charity. And I, I love his charity. It's called 15 and Mahomes Fund, or Foundation. The Mahomes Foundation, of course. Mahomes uh, Foundation, I love it. Mahomes is so, such great. And, of course, 15 referring to his jersey number. Uh, the Mahomes Foundation gives uh, a lot of money for youth after school programs and also provides classroom supplies. Uh, so I think it's great that the athletes do get engaged in these charities. And we talked a little bit about uh, the player who had suffered the heart attack on field, uh, Damar Hamlin. Uh, his charity now has supernovaed. The initial goal was to raise two hundred and fifty thousand dollars for toy for a toy drive, and that uh, figure blossomed into, I think, close to nine million when we last that, checked. That's right. But I, you know, I not to correct you, Jay, but the the original goal was. $2,500. Oh, it was only 2500 yeah. Yes, you're correct, because he's a young player, and, you know, and he's on a team that, you know, that has a lot of notable stars. So, yeah, he was just optimistically saying, you know, if we get 2500 bucks, we can get some toys into some kids' hands. Now, I'm the opposite. My goal originally was to make $250,000 a year in salary, and I make uh, roughly 2500 so I'm the back. <laughs> you lucky fellow. Now, who was the uh, corporate sponsor of the Walter Payton Man of the Year? Uh, it appears that it is Nationwide, which is the insurance giant. Is on your side. And so and they're, they're kind of uh, cool because Patrick is actually, I think, is a State Farm spokesperson. Oh, that's so right. They're, so they're not really showing, uh, you know, corporate favoritism. They're just saying, you know, may the best man represent the Walter Payton Award. That's you know in some uh, corporate uh, conference room at Nationwide headquarters, somebody spoke up and said, "No way, we're picking him. He's the same guy." <laughs> yeah. Well, it is interesting, you know, as you and I know, we're so used to corporate sponsorship permeating every aspect of the Super Bowl. One thing I was going to tell you quickly, uh, and this is kind of a famous note. 
for a number of years, 10 years total, it used to be the Pepsi halftime show. Now this year, it's going to be the Apple Music halftime show. Apple Music. Oh, sorry, mm-hmm. Pepsi. Well, they got at least a little plug out of this show. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, hats off to Pepsi for all those years of engagement and uh, involvement. You know, we've always talked about, uh, well, and, and this dovetails into this story. We, we always talk about trends on this show. And uh, Apple has, uh, as part of their Genius Bar services, they have a number of education services and one that has been taken over literally by senior citizens. Uh, Apple now has a 60-minute class on the iPhone. You can sign up for it at your local Apple uh, store. And there are still a number of Apple stores. I I don't know if you've noticed that. Now, do you have to be a senior citizen to take this class? No, you don't have to be. But that tends to be the, the, the vast majority of people that take the I the, just the 60 minute class on the iPhone. And part of that is because if you think about it, like you said, you have two grown adult children. How long have they interacted with smartphones? Right. Since uh, they were in the womb. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> you know, really, the smartphones been around long enough. It's yes, part of their life for sure. Yeah. So anybody under the age of 30 has pretty been been immersed in smartphone culture, but uh, you'll appreciate this. Uh, according to uh, research, 61% of senior citizens over the age of 65 now own a smartphone. And if they're like me, you know, I'm, I'm pretty, I, I get it. I'm adept. I uh, know how to use it. But there are certain apps or, or situations where I have, I'm lost. And I'm like, oh, sure. And my 24 year old daughter will say, Dad, it's just boom, 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 and she'll click three buttons and it's done. So, yeah. just like linking, uh, linking apps or notifications or s- making something silent with when you want something else to ding. I mean, there's so many things the smartphone does that that I can't figure out at age 53. I can imagine if I was, you know, 67, just got an iPhone and uh, I know how to make a phone call and text. What else do I need to know? And how could it help me? You know, save my life because you can, you know, if you're in a car accident. Um, you're going to need to know how to how to access uh, more than just nine one one to uh, possibly save your life. Yes, I mean uh, it is impressive what uh, smartphones can do, and they add new features uh, on a monthly basis. So you're absolutely correct about that. And I'm with you. I've gone from probably five years ago. I knew the iPhone in and out. And now with some of the new iOS updates, I'm, I'm with you. It's kind of like, you know, our, our uh, my kids will say, well, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, I don't even know what that is. Right. And, and you know, you mentioned the updates. I, uh, I have update phobia. I, I don't want to update my apps because I know how to use them. And as soon sure. as I update them, then there's a new user face, uh, interface, there's new faces, it's face recognition. And I'm like, no, I just want to, no, I just want to use it the way I used to use it. So I'll use an app without updating it until they, you know, force me to. Then I can't, at the point where I can't even use it because I have, because I'm three updates behind, then I guess I have to. And that's where, I, that's where you need a 24 year old daughter. <laughs> well, you kind of alluded to, well, I thought that one of the biggest jump ups was facial recognition, which, you and I know uh, pre-smartphone, just to think that the 
the front of your device actually reads your face is pretty amazing stuff. We were talking uh, at Disney World about uh, a gentleman from Alabama who snuck onto what was called Discovery Island. Do you recall Discovery Island in the uh, Walt Disney World Park back in the? Yes. I think it, I think it opened in like nineteen. 19- Magic Kingdom opened in seventy one. Uh, and just on the other side of the Contemporary Resort was the Discovery Island. And it was kind of, you know, a, almost a, a little zoo. They had some animals in cages and birds and, and stuff you could look at. And uh, around like 1997, it closed. And they, they never got rid of the buildings. So it's just kind of like a ghost town over there. So, And you can't get there either. But some people have tried to swim there or sneak on the island late at night. And uh, recently, an Alabama man was caught on the island, unauthorized, and he has been banned from Disney. He can't go to Disneyland, Disney World. He is banned from Disney for doing this. And, you know, I had mentioned to my uh, daughters, well, you know, I, if I were him, I, you know, I'd, I'd, get, I'd just get a fake ID so I could go to the Magic Kingdom and ride Pirates of the Caribbean. And my daughters brought up facial recognition. When you're banned... From Disney, they have your face, and it doesn't matter what ID you get. You're not right. you're not getting in. So think about that, Jay Baker. The next time you want to break a law and think yeah. you can get away with it with facial recognition, now forget about it. Well, I've always wondered how they banish fans. You know, as you well know, if fans have a especially bad behavior at a sporting event and they get quote banned for life from ever coming back to a Rangers game or, uh, you know, Milwaukee Bucks game or wherever the incident occurred. And I always thought, how do you enforce it? Because you're right. You just come back and go, my name is John Smith. You've been banned from several stadiums, haven't you, Jay? You can't go to Wrigley Field anymore. Well, I'm like those guys that say, I'm going to visit every major league park before I pass. I'm the guy that says, I'm going to get banned from every (laughs) major sporting event. Uh, before it's all said and done. And a friend of mine came curiously close to being banned at Ross 8 Stadium, the home of Purdue football, because of our misbehavior uh, back in the heyday. Uh, But I managed to skirt disaster, and I'm still (laughs) welcome to watch a Purdue home game. That story uh, is for another time on a different show. Oh, yeah, that's that's, that, that particular story is not rated PG, kids. Uh, <laughs> hats off. We always love to see people that think outside the box for charity. There's a gentleman by the name of Manuel Tellez. He uh, created uh, a charity that repairs cars for people that are in financial trouble. It's for low-income drivers in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Uh, and he created a, a charity called Auto Care Haven. That is a great he, idea. Yeah, he and about three mechanic friends of his uh, teamed up because they realized uh, for low-income families, they rely heavily on their car to grocery shop, get kids to school, and then also get to your job. And if you can't afford to have your car repaired, you're in deep trouble. So. Good for Manuel Tellez, uh, and he is going to be expanding his operations this year. He's gotten several donations from a number of uh, of these these big auto parts stores who have donated 
things like washer fluid and uh, motor oil and and uh, different products because they've actually had a thing they call top off events where they'll set up at a shopping center or someplace and you can just swing by and get your oil refilled or get your washer fluid refilled or whatever needs to happen. That's your great... brake fluid because brake fluid's important, Adam. I didn't know if you knew that. Or not. You know, I think uh, power steering fluid is something I might need. Uh, it is getting harder to steer my car, although I am getting older and weaker by the day. It's nice to hear some mechanics have a conscience. <laughs> they really do. They're helping those in need. Yeah, oh, That's so funny. Well, the reason why I bring it up, because I, I think your wonderful obliviousness to the mechanical state of your car, we could do probably a whole show on that, I think. Because right. you, you pull up and smoke's coming out of it. It's creaking. It only operates in one gear. And you go, hey, I think I can drive this car another 20,000 miles. And when it I'm stops. I'm sure. Yeah. And, and then when it stops running, that I get a new car. And yeah. if I would have just taken it to the mechanic, they would have they could have been able to fix it. So, well, yeah. I, I think what, when the car stops, the most surprised guy on the planet is you and everyone around you is like, well, I'm surprised that didn't happen two months ago. But, saw it uh, coming. <laughs> it's, yeah, saw it coming. Uh, well, Jeff Bezos has famously pledged to give most of his wealth to charity. But now the Internet and those around him are kind of holding his feet to the fire a little bit because they've kind of questioned him just a little bit. On what exactly do you mean by this? Because he is currently worth about $120 billion. So it's like you and I have always talked about. There's certain amounts where if you said, I'm going to give away $120 billion, you've got to start yesterday. Yeah, that's that's a lot of money to give away. It's a lot of money, yeah. Because you and I know, like your local food bank may really enjoy if you give them a million dollars your local food bank would probably be overwhelmed if you said, hey, uh, by the way, here's a check for $120 billion. Yeah. And, you know, when you have $120 billion, you can give away a million dollars and not even notice it. Yes. That's, so, that's part of. So his friends and I think, you know, as you well know, we we do live in a society where everything comes under pretty close scrutiny, especially whenever uh, any of these things are sort of bandied about on social media. But uh, he still hasn't signed uh, a charity that or a, a sort of an organization that you and I've talked about that was created by Warren Buffett and Bill Gates. It was called the giving pledge mm -hmm. and the giving pledge basically uh, challenged uh, millionaires and billionaires to give away one half of your wealth over the course of time because their feeling was, look, if you're Warren Buffett and Bill Gates, you've already sort of, you know, been given everything in life you would ever right. need. Now, you, the you, smart thing to do. Yeah, you've been blessed. Yes, is to try to utilize your great wealth to benefit other people. So Jeff has pledged to give away most of his $120 billion, but no real word on how that is going. And this is in the light of, I don't know if you saw this article, but a number of people are not real happy about it. But uh, there was uh, a program called Amazon Smile. Were you familiar with that? No, 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 no. And, what is it? And, Amazon Smile allowed you to 
uh, give 0.5% of your purchase on Amazon away to the charity of your choice. It began in the year 2013. And uh, over the course of time, it's given away over $400 million in charity since 2013. But famously, Amazon is going to phase this out in early 2023. Really? Yeah, it seems so. It seemed pretty successful. Yeah, I think it was very successful. They have a couple of programs they're going to use to sort of provide soft landings for some of the charities that they gave money to. But this is in light of cost saving for Amazon, where this year, and I was kind of surprised when I did this research, but Amazon is going to lay off 18,000 workers this year. I did see that. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's one of those laws of diminishing return. They've been the number one retailer for a number of years, but even they are starting to see, you know, that uh, there is some inevitability with, uh, you know, uh, all the different things that we've dealt with financially in our world. So giving uh, the giving pledge idea, giving away half your wealth. I mean, it's it's great when you apply to yourself and you're just a normal person, middle class guy. And you're like, I don't know if I could give away half of what's in my bank account and still survive. If you had $120 billion, you're still going to have $60 billion. You're going to be fine. Yeah, you Come. could still get season tickets <laughs> and then get kicked out of the stadium. Get it, kicked it, out of the stadium. It could happen for you. Yeah. There you go. All right, Jay Baker, thank you so much for coming on. I had a great time with you, as always. And if you want to hear this uh, episode or any past episode, uh, and also learn about that poker tournament with the NFL Alumni Association, just head to our website, adamritzshow.com. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live in studio at the Vibonomics Worldwide Headquarters. Learn more about the Vibonomics Audio Out-of-Home Marketplace at Vibonomics.com. For information on this broadcast, including past on-demand episodes, interview submissions, and syndication contacts, visit AdamRitzShow.com.